We are not what we see rising to the top of the internet. By far the majority of us are doers and givers and helpers, but that version of reality is just not getting traction. But we can change that. And welcome to the Living and Leading with Emotional Intelligence podcast, produced by Emotional Intelligence Magazine. Emotional Intelligence Magazine is a one-stop resource for anyone looking to learn more about emotional intelligence. In addition to articles, videos, and recommended books to help you develop and expand your EI, Emotional Intelligence Magazine offers a platform for EI coaches and specialists so they can connect with individuals who are ready to take their life or business to the next level. Learning more about EI, you're going to find a great place to start is ei-magazine.com. That's ei-magazine.com. Or follow us on Instagram at the underscore EI underscore magazine. You can find these links and more in today's show notes. So let's begin. Hi, I'm the guest host today, and my name is Dr. Linda Ulrich, regular host of the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. And I'm a co-founder of an enormous global website called The Goodness Exchange. There, for the past decade, I have led a team that has been curating the internet for good news. Not puppies in mailboxes or clever snow sculptures, but real solid newsworthy signs of progress that should be making the headlines. But as you know, our 24-hour news cycle can't make time to bring us anything that might give us hope or bring us together. So (laughs) I'm going to be your host for today, and I'm going to connect you to a simple concept that can bring you no end to peace of mind in these times that seem so full of doom and gloom. That's your first piece of good news. Experience tells me there is an enormous wave of goodness and progress well underway in the world that almost no one knows enough about yet. It is so hidden by the doom and gloom that I'm calling it a conspiracy of goodness. (laughs) So, hence the name of my podcast, the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. So, here's one of the things I've discovered that I'll share with you after this decade of curating the internet. For the past 10 years, started really focusing in on the fact that what I give my attention to matters more now than ever. And I can assure you, that if you're seeing a lot of doom and gloom in the world, that's only a tiny slice of reality. I mean, this is the real good news that I'm bringing you today, is that if you're seeing a lot of doom and gloom, that can change. A more balanced and promising version of the world would include the amazing people with ingenious ideas that are in full swing, changing our future right now. But these stories are just not rising to the top of most people's feed. So we don't even know they exist. But we're going to change that today with something I call the four shifts. There are four simple shifts that you can make in in the way you use the internet, really, really simple shifts that will start bringing you less fear and more joy almost immediately. Before we dive into the four shifts, I give you just a little bit of background so you, you know how we got here. The fact that most of us see only chaos or a lot of chaos in our digital lives is no accident and it's not our fault. In fact, I'm not casting stones at anyone. It's the way things shook out as the internet started and evolved. But here we are. And again, the four shifts will allow you to update the role of the internet in your life 
And you can start seeing um, the, the internet as an incredibly positive force in your life. So let's get started. Okay. First, a few remarkable facts about the history of the internet. Here's how we got the, the internet that we have right now, the, arguably one that is crushing the life out of our hopes and dreams. It all started like around the 80s, early 90s. In 1993, for instance, there were only 300 websites and engineers were racing into work every day who created the internet. And they were hoping for two things. They were hoping that the internet could be this incredible, powerful thing that could connect us to each other and to knowledge faster than was ever possible in human history. I mean, that's the gist. They wanted to connect us to each other and knowledge. Well, then 10 years just raced by. And by 2003, there were 40 million websites. So in that one decade, this grand idea, this beautiful vision became just so much um, so much chaos. And there had to become an organizing principle. And unfortunately, without much thought, the organizing principle of the internet became our attention. Whatever we gave our attention to rose to the top. And that's where the downward spiral begins. You know, the news now and social media are built specifically to trigger the fight or flight parts of our brain in order to capture and hold our attention. That's the gist of it, is that when attention became the organizing principle of the early internet, then very quickly, advertisers, folks with less than desirable intentions started using attention to capture and hold their position on the internet and therefore in top of mind with us. So there's this grand game being played with our emotions every second that we're on the internet. But I'm here to tell you that (laughs) um, you can exit that game almost overnight and start using the internet as a magnificent positive force that it should be and could be in our lives. The first thing to understand is the internet is nothing more than a human construct and like a tool, like let's say a hammer, it can be used to build things or demolish things. So that's where the history has taken us. We're here with an internet that's, that's solely based on capturing and holding our attention, which arguably is not serving us. And I'm going to teach you a way to use the internet so that you can use it in a way that's far more positive and all these algorithms that are controlling what we see next can work in our favor. Let's start with what I call the four shifts. We can fundamentally change the internet to an astounding tool for progress in our lives if we start with four simple shifts. The first shift is to remember to pause. Pause before you click on anything because someone is counting every click you make and you're going to get more of what you click on. And by click, I mean any kind of engagement a comment, a like, a share, a swipe. Even sometimes if you land in your, if your eyes land on a piece of content for too long, the algorithms can tell that. And any of that um, way of interacting with the internet tells content creators and your algorithm what to serve you next. Your click is a vote for more of everything that you engage with on the internet, even if it's something that's leaving you terrified, heartbroken, or furious. Of the four shifts, pause is the first one. And that leads us to the second shift. Once you've paused, ignore more. Pause for just a millisecond and ask yourself one quick question before you click on that thing. Do we need more of this? 
<laughs> if you ask yourself that question, I'm guessing that you're going to answer no to about 80% of what used to trigger your curiosity or your fear or anger. 80% of what we click on when we're in sort of autopilot mode on the internet is, is clickbait. And we all think we're not susceptible to clickbait, but just catch yourself sometime when you're maybe sitting at lunch, randomly scrolling, scrolling, and clicking, randomly scrolling and clicking. And you're going to see that 80% of what you're clicking on is um, attracting you out of anger, boredom, or sort of morbid curiosity. I mean, I'm as susceptible as, as anyone. I, I'd like to click on that blobfish on the Weather Channel. I want to know more about a fish that looks like that. <laughs> Or the anaconda that has some human form in it, like there is a snake big enough to do that. No, it's all clickbait. And even though I'm just as susceptible to curiosity as anyone else or anger or boredom for that matter, I never violate these first two rules of the four shifts. I pause and I ignore more. I ask myself, do we need more of this? And at least 80% of the time I say no. And when I say we, there, I mean, we, we as a culture, we as a society, we as, as my family, we have to really think about what's good for the future and all participate in bringing those sort of things to, to what comes next with the internet. So ignore more and the chaos builders and the people creating all the negative noise can be shoved to obscurity. That's the whole thing. I mean, what determines um, what rises to the top of the internet is simply what we will give our attention to. So we can ignore the chaos builders right into obscurity. No one is creating content if we don't click on it. We can ignore the chaos builders by just giving them silence, aka no clicking, no sign that we're interested at all in the content they're creating. And in the end, almost anything created for the internet, social media, and opinion news would fall into this cycle of, hey, if I can ratchet up the outrage or the drama, then people will click on it and I get more eyeballs and I make money. I mean, that, that's, the, that's what being a part of the internet for the last 10 years has taught me. Is that it's all about how many eyeballs they can get on content. And they'll, they, many people, not all, will do that any way they can. And this triggering our worst impulses is a great way to get content viewed. So, Good news there with our first two shifts is you don't have to be a part of that game anymore once you know it exists. You can pause and you can ignore more. So we're going to go on to the next two shifts here in a minute, but I want to take a small break to remind you that there are some great things happening in the world that this, this podcast and my podcast and so many others are helping to lift up. And um, before we move on, I, I just want to let you know that the Goodness Exchange is a wonderful place to turn your employer onto having access for uh, for the the entire workforce to good news, things to talk about around the water cooler that are positive, that inspire great innovative thinking in work teams, and um, that's what we're doing over at the Goodness Exchange to help goodness and progress rise to the top. We're offering subscriptions to corporations to help reset or rebuild their cultures around positivity. If you'd like to have access to that in your business life, your working life, tell people to contact the Goodness Exchange, the contact us line there, HR directors or people in charge of culture are going to be mighty glad to see this amazing resource at the Goodness Exchange. Thousands of articles and links and content collections that can actually 
make something as aspirational as positivity become the way it's done in your workplace. So uh, pass along the word and we'll get a new kind of excitement and flourishing going in your workplace. Okay, so we're back to the three shifts. Shift number three is seek signs of goodness and progress. For now, the internet will not bring it to you on its own because you've, without knowing it, been clicking on all this other content at a curiosity boredom or sometimes anger. And that's what your algorithms think you want to see. So for now, give it a little while, but if you seek signs of goodness and progress, your algorithms will start seeing that and that content will start rising up to the surface for you more and more every day. I have to tell you, as I mentioned, I never break from these four shifts and I don't see the crazy negative noise and the outrageousness and the fearful stuff that everybody tells me the internet is all about now. So this can be true for you too. <laughs> um, instead, you know, my al- algorithms see me seeking trustworthy insights from really sol- solid sources. My algorithms see me ignoring all the clickbait and sharing goodness and progress. And that's what my algorithms bring me. So shift number three is seek signs of goodness and progress. And that brings us to shift number four, share signs of goodness and progress. The internet is now built to amplify what we share. And content creators are watching that very closely. So what if we conspire to share signs of goodness and progress for everyone? When you see that neighbor boy next door, the the kid next door has raised $400 to give to the local humane society. For gosh sakes, share it. That not only encourages him and his peers, um, but it it inspires you and all the people you know to look at that great example of goodness and progress and wonder what you're uniquely built to contribute. If you learn that someone has discovered a way to save all the remaining rainforests with old cell phones, which is actually a thing, (laughs) share it. Um, If you see someone being generous and graceful, open-minded or helpful on social media, share that. And don't even respond to the people building the chaos on social media and they will fade from your feeds. That's the bottom line. What we get now is all about what we share and what we give our attention to. So let's get to it. Okay, so that's the that's how simple the four shifts are. And with these four practices, pause, ignore more, seek signs of goodness and progress, and when you see them, share them. That's what builds the vision of the world, of people, of the future that I see and that my team and I see at the Goodness Exchange. And you can have that too. Take some discipline. Can't be sidetracked by the, by the uh, clickbait. But once you do that, you will start seeing a world popping up everywhere that was always there, that is filled with beauty. And, um, and you will never want to go back to a digital life that keeps you in fear and, and anger so much. I want to give you a quick tip um, for that second shift, that ignore more. I won't let the inner I, I won't let the internet play a game with my emotions. And it's important to realize that everything comes our way from algorithms. And most of us sort of think we understand algorithms, um, but you know, all it really is is a finely tuned guess. Almost all the content that comes our way is created now by an algorithm that is as unique as a fingerprint. And you know, that's probably part of the division problem in our society right now is that we each think that we are seeing the world as it is, but really now 
because of algorithms and because our search patterns are so unique, every single person's vision of reality is is now completely um, unique. That could sound like more doom and gloom. And I... (laughs) I think it's empowering to know that that algorithms were invented as a way to just be a shortcut to get me to where I really wanted to go. Now with this added savvy that I've given you with the with the four shifts, you can use your algorithms to stay out of the craziness and the chaos and see this world um, that's more balanced and more uh, promising. Just keep remembering, every click you make is a vote. It's a vote for more of anything you've given your attention to, even if it left you terrified or angry or what have you. So just pausing and ignoring more is going to start things going in a new direction. So here's my little tip on how I do that. You know, when you're mindlessly scrolling um, through things, maybe at the lunch and you're clicking for just a millisecond on things, the tip is to realize why that thing caught your attention. Was it out of anger, boredom? or sort of random curiosity. I, I call that clicking out of ABC mode. I never click in ABC mode, never out of anger, boredom, or random curiosity. And instead, I really think of the internet now in my life as a very purposeful place I go. And then I leave, I very purposefully leave when my objective is achieved there on the internet. And I go back to my real life. So if you want to stop much of the chaos and the noise of the internet from coming your way, I recommend that you stop clicking out of ABC mode. And that's an easy way to remember it when you're first training yourself to have this new mindset about what you give your attention to. Think about A, anger, B, boredom, and C, sort of morbid curiosity. And that's going to go a long way for you. And you know, one of the last things I'd like to share with you on this podcast episode is that (laughs) there's good science to say that we don't, it doesn't need to be all of us that do this to start changing the internet fundamentally. Again, remember, content creators are not creating content that we don't click on. In fact, if you really think about it, you and I don't do that. If you make a posting on Facebook or Instagram or something and no one responds to it, usually your conclusion is to never create that, that kind of content again. <laughs> Well, that's the reality. The same pressures that you and I are under when we create content and some kind of social media posting, actually content creators are under that same kind of pressure. They want to get clicks, get our attention. Well, that is what's so super about that is that um, if enough of us are aware of the four shifts, we can start moving this whole problem of the internet being full of so much chaos in the right direction. So the good science I was referring to was done by the World Economic Forum. They asked uh, the University of London and the University of Pennsylvania to do a study to find out exactly how many people it takes to change the world. Now, I know that's uh, (laughs) a strange question, but there was actually an answer. They found that it only takes 25% of us to quietly and purposefully act in a new way and then society fundamentally goes in that direction, 25%. Now, reason why, uh, now, if you'd asked me on a bad day, um, I would have probably said, oh, it takes 80% of people to make a new, new fundamental change, or it takes 51% of people participating to make a big change. But no, <laughs> turns out it's only 25%. And that gives me a whole lot of hope because if just 25% get savvy enough to use the four shifts on the internet, we could fundamentally change the way 
it looks and acts in our lives. Now, the other uh, 75% is all down to neuroscience. In case you were wondering why it's only 25%, most of you who would uh, look at the Emotional Intelligence magazine and listen to this podcast do know quite a little bit about how our minds work together with each other in harmony because of you know human history and evolution. We're better with each other. And part of those impulses to follow the, the herd and be in communion with a group and a community um, is what happens, what takes over once a group works out that 25% of people believe a certain way, the rest of the 75% will follow. So there's your kind of good news fact research backing for the <laughs> for the insights I'm sharing with you today. Really, if just 25% of us use the four shifts, the rest would happen like the domino effect and we could get an internet that's more up-to-date and more modern for what we need in 2023 instead of what we needed in 2003 when this whole experiment, or arguably 1993, when the whole whole experiment of the internet began. All right. So in closing today, I just want to remind you that you, you don't need an advanced degree in psychology to realize that you know repeated exposure to stories of people who are incredibly generous brave or clever will give you a sense of grace in how you react to your neighbors, your family, your friends, and even the person behind you in line at the coffee shop. But we have to make an effort to find stories of people who are incredibly generous, brave, and clever. I mean, the internet will not bring those to us as it is now, but we can decide what to give our attention to if we pause, ignore more, seek signs of goodness and progress, and then when we see it, share it. That all will work together to bring us an internet that we deserve, something that's empowering, something that works like a tool in our life for building a better future. Remember, experience tells me that there's this enormous wave well underway in the world of goodness and progress that almost no one knows enough about yet. But we're changing that. And it is a time to start really consciously deciding what we give our attention to. I want to leave you with one last beautiful story to help you understand the power of this wave, even though it's so hard to see right now. Um, You may have noticed that my podcast is called the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. Over there, I interview people all over the world who are improving our shared futures in amazing ways who almost no one knows about yet. Well, that phrase, conspiracy of goodness, is not something I came up with just out of my own head. Turns out there's an amazing story from history that can teach us a little bit about conspiracies. And yes, there can be a conspiracy of goodness too. So let me share that last story as we close here on my happy interest in helping guest host this podcast for emotional intelligence community. Here's the story of the conspiracy of goodness. Not many people know that during World War II, the small village of Le Chambon in France managed to save 3,500 Jews from the Nazi concentration camps. Without any formal organization and at great risk to their own lives, the people in this tiny village managed to hide thousands of strangers, and many of them were orphans for several years. Now, in 1987, Rabbi Harold Schulweis was giving a talk in Europe about this chapter of World War II, which he called the Conspiracy of Evil. And at the end of his talk, an old man stood up in the back of the room to say that he had been a Dutch rescuer who had hidden a Jewish family himself. And the old man asked, 
why does everyone focus on the conspiracy of evil that was World War II? He said, do you think I could have hidden an entire family in my home without the active cooperation of the milkman, the mailman, and the neighbors? No, the old man said, for every one person saved, there were seven who were rescuers. It was a conspiracy of goodness. Mm-hmm. Nice, huh? <laughs> that is the origin story of this phrase, conspiracy of goodness, as far as I can track it down on the internet and in literature. This is who we are. We are not what we see rising to the top of the internet. By far, the majority of us are doers and givers and helpers. But that version of reality is just not getting traction. But we can change that. We can change that with the four shifts and just encouraging other people to really decide what to give their attention to. The problem is not a lack of goodness. It's simply a lack of our awareness because the earliest kinds of selflessness and good intention are always quiet. I suspect that a conspiracy of goodness is a pattern that's repeated itself over and over again throughout history. It's just a way that social change happens almost imperceptibly at first. Person by person, people quietly turning away from the prevailing trends when it offends them somewhere at their core. So the four shifts are how you find your way away from all that noise and towards the conspiracy of goodness. We can change the world with the four shifts because the internet can be the most extraordinary power for positive human progress that we could have ever imagined. You can retrain your algorithms that are serving you what you see next and send content creators a strong message that you will ignore everything that is not helpful and thoughtful. Countless innovators have ingenious solutions to our most vexing problems, and they are just waiting for you to discover them and celebrate them. We can open a new era and make the internet an unimaginably positive tool. Okay, so there you have it. Again, I'm Dr. Linda Ulrich, co-founder of the Goodness Exchange. If you want to spring in your step again, join us there every day. Maybe begin your day and end your day with something from the Goodness Exchange, and you will have instant access to what's right with the world. And that, my friends, could improve your emotional intelligence by leaps and bounds. If you're working for a company that wants to refresh its culture, build around fresh insights, positivity, and innovation mindset, introduce your HR director to the Goodness Exchange and tell them we are offering subscriptions and um, a framework to use the, the content that we have at the Goodness Exchange to build cultures of positivity that are just a way of being where you work. All right. Have a great day. Thank you so much. I hope these insights help you live with less fear and more joy every day now that you're going to have the the four shifts in your hip pocket and you'll start seeing an amazing world of possibilities. And thank you again to the EIM Living and Leading Emotional Intelligence Podcast. Have a great day.